Thank God for the group chat is a fresh air media production. This episode was recorded Monday, January 17th, 2022. The views and opinions expressed in this program are those of the speaker and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of fresh air media or any other entities they represent. The events discussed may have changed by the time you hear this. Talked about this switching gears. I just talked about this on um, yesterday on Instagram Live with Sarah uh, Grace Bell. She let me come on her Instagram Live and talk about something that her and her podcast talked about a few weeks ago. They asked me originally to come on, asked me to come on and talk about it with them, but I wasn't able to. I had a prior obligation, but I said, look. I listened to it and I said, yo, we need to do a part two. So she finally hit me up yesterday to, to do a part two. And so I said, okay, give me 20 minutes. I'll get ready. Got ready, said what I had to say. Um, so if you missed it, I'm just going to run it back for you. Because um, I know that we talked about talking about it on this podcast. So Archbishop um, Tutu, Arch, Archbishop Desmond Tutu made comments um, and wrote a daggone book about how God is not a Christian. And so I just want to, um, I don't know how he meant it. I didn't read the book. I am planning on reading the book. But, um, you know, for anybody that is like, you know, thinking like, oh, snap, an archbishop said that God is not um, a Christian, you know, I just want to break down not what he means. <laughs> I, I don't really want anything to do with that, but I really just want to talk about um, just give you some facts to go along with whatever he says so that you can better digest that thing. Um, let me find it though, because I had notes and they were pretty cool notes and I don't want them to go to waste. All right. So, well, I got a lot of notes. I'm talking about total depravity and stuff. I'm, I'm deep. I think I'm deep. Shoot. Um, but where is it? God is not a Christian. Here we go. So this is what Archbishop Tutu said, who, who recently passed away. God is not a Christian. God accepts as pleasing those who live by the best lights available to them that they can discern all truth, all sense of beauty, all awareness of goodness has one source. God, who is not confined to one place, time, or people. I'll read it again. God is not a Christian. God accepts as pleasing those who live by the best lights available to them that they can discern. All truth, all sense of beauty, all awareness of goodness has one source. God who is not confined to one place, time, or people. So I just want to say I completely disagree with that whole statement. Surprise, surprise. Um, and here's why. Let's talk about why it matters first. It matters, number one, just because of what I was saying, um, you know, when I first started this topic is that there are some people that are going to hear that and going to say, aha, 
So I don't need Jesus. So I don't. So there is more than one way to one way to Christ. Yeah. So we're all good. Yeah. So that we I can I don't have to I don't need the gospel. But however they say it, of course they're not going to say it that way. But at, at the end of the day, that is what is going to be said for someone who hears that and doesn't know God. But but you got a whole Archbishop affirming all of this type of stuff. So we, I'm cool with the Dalai Lama. I'm cool with this person. I'm cool with that person. And he doesn't even think that the Dalai Lama. Um, we go to hell and all of that type of stuff, which I don't understand because why would a Dalai Lama want to be in a heaven um, where we're praising and serving a God all day long that he doesn't even believe in and doesn't want any type of relationship with? I don't understand. Like, I think people just think that heaven is like this place where well, I know for a fact that people think that heaven is this place where people go after they die when they're good. And the thing is, like, fam, heaven, man, is not, <laughs> heaven is not a place for people that don't want what heaven gives. Heaven is where God is. Heaven is the presence, the like the fullness of God, where we are worshiping and praising God all the days of our of the rest of our eternal life. And you don't want that. That's hell to you. You that sounds like hell to you if you don't want him, right? I would say so. But anyway, that's why it matters. But let's talk about real quick. Let's let's give a, a couple of scriptures of um what pleases God. What pleases God? He says here, God accepts as pleasing those who live by the best lights available to them that they can discern. Now I will say this. There is a scripture in there that alludes to that, saying that um but it doesn't say that God is pleased by it. Um, it's saying it does say that God is. I think it talks about it in Revelation. But ultimately, the Bible does talk about how the earth will, the you know, until the gospel reaches the four corners of the earth, that God will not come back. But He plans on coming back, and so it is our job to fulfill the great commission to go ye therefore teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father the son and the holy ghost teaching them to dis, uh teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i have commanded you um and lo i will be with you always even until the end of the age he has taught us to fulfill the great commission you know what i'm saying we are supposed to fulfill the great commission because it is a great commission to be commissioned to tell people about this joy that we have this God that can give abundant life and to give us life more abundantly. But let's talk about what pleases God. God accepts as pleasing. God accepts as pleasing. God accepts as pleasing. That's crazy to me. Either God is pleased or he isn't. There's, um, um, but let, let me let the scriptures talk. Let me let the scriptures talk. What pleases God? Hebrews 11 verse 6. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Boom. We can start right there. I'm not even done with the scripture. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. He rewards those who seek him. So it's not like, oh, well, this is the best light that's available to me. And like God is like, are you seeking after me? So, have, like, the evidence of God is there. The Bible talks about that also. Like, the, I think it's in John 3. 
if not John, you know, it's in, it's in the book of John, like where the evidence of God is all around us. So no one can say a fool says that there is no God. That's what the Bible says. A fool says that there is no God. So if I'm looking for God and I'm looking for the God of the Bible, he is near and he is near to me. He is nigh. Hebrews 11, I'm going to read the rest. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. And that he rewards those who seek him. Galatians chapter 1 verse 10 says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? So like, what am I seeking? I need to be able, I need to seek the approval of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I was trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So in order to please God, like, you know, if I'm pleasing God, if I'm trying to please God, that means that it is my goal. You know, I serve, I serve God. I live for God. And we know that the Bible says that he doesn't, that he no longer calls a servant, but he calls us friend. Proverbs 16, verse 7. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies be at peace with him. So we know right here that a man's ways Please God. You can please God with your ways. So it's not like this this one size fits all, like whatever works best for you. That's not what it is. Romans 8, verse 8. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. There's only two things that you can be. You can be in the flesh or you can be in the spirit. If you are in the spirit, you are pleasing to God. If you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. The flesh is hostile towards the spirit of God. It's hostile towards the spirit of God is what the scriptures say. It's impossible. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. First Chronicles 29 verse 17. I know my God that you test the heart and have pleasure in uprightness. You have pleasure in uprightness, pleasure, pleasing to, pleasure in uprightness. In the uprightness of my heart, I have freely offered all of these things. And now I have seen your people who are present here offering freely and joyously to you. So even here, it even talks about God's people. I have seen your people. So there is a people that... um, um God has, and we'll talk about that. But I would just say, I want to go back here and say, I made this point yesterday. I made this point last night that um, this, this, if you really look at it, this quote cancels itself out. God is not a Christian. God accepts his pleasing those who live by best, by the best lights available. So God is not a Christian. Let's talk about it really quickly. Um, Cause when I, when you hear, Let's talk about the person who hears God is not a Christian and thinks, oh, God does not believe in Christianity. And yeah, I'm going to speak for him because I think it's best that I speak for him in this moment. (laughs) Um, God is not a Christian. So to mean that God is not a Christian, um, God might not be a Christian because he doesn't have to be. Let's also really quickly delve into the, to the thought that Christian, the, 
the term Christian did not come about until Acts 11. This is years after Christ's um, death, resurrection, and ascension. This is years after all of that. Um, God is not a Christian because God is God. God is the God of Christianity. But if I, I flip it on his head, I'm like, if to me, God is the ultimate Christian because we are modeling ourselves after after God himself, after God in the flesh who died the death that we that we should have died and lived the life that we couldn't live. God is the ultimate Christian, in my opinion. It is true that while Jesus walked the earth physically, that followers of Christ were called simply that followers of Christ. The term Christian was a derogatory term meant to make fun of those believers. It wasn't used officially until Acts 11. The term Christian means little Christian or like Christ or consecrated to Christ. If Jesus is God in the flesh, that makes Jesus God, period, which also makes God Jesus, which common sense would tell you that God is a Christian. Though the system that God set in place might not have originally been called Christian or Christianity, it is a, it is indeed Christian as we know it. So if if we know it to be Christian and we know the system, if we know the system that we believe God set in place is that of Christianity, then why would God not be Christian? God is the ultimately is the ultimate Christian. He literally came down to show us how to do it. So this kind of cancels itself out here. God is not a Christian. God accepts us, and this is why. God accepts us pleasing those who live by the best lights available to them. Um, I want to say this. The phrase, God is not a Christian, is canceled out by the following statement. In order to determine what is the best light available, there must first be a superior light above all lights a greater light available elsewhere, dare I say, a standard. He is the standard. God is the standard. God is holy, 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 holy. He is the standard. Not that we could ever reach that standard, but he is holiness itself. And we aspire to be holy like our father. That's, thank you, Lord. That's what the Bible says. The Bible says, be ye holy as thy, as your father is as your father in heaven is holy. He's the standard. So God accepts his pleasing. No, God accepts his pleasing holiness. <laughs> God accepts his pleasing righteousness. And he credits our faith to him as righteousness. God is not confined to one people. Well, let's read Ephesians chapter one. Having been predestinated us, having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ himself, according to the good pleasure of his will, to the praise of the glory of his grace, wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved, to whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace, wherein he hath abounded toward us in all wisdom and prudence, having made known unto us the mystery of his will, according to his good pleasure which he hath purposed in himself, that in the dispensation of the fullness of times he might gather together in one all things in Christ, both which are in heaven, 
which are on earth, even in him, in whom also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestinated according to the purpose of him who worketh all things after the counsel of his own will, that we should be to the praise of his glory who first trusted in Christ. It sounds to me like God has a people that he is, and dare I do say, confined to. God will not show himself. God, the Bible talks about not casting pearls to swine. God will not fully show his glory to people that have no business receiving it, having people that he knows will never understand it and not understand it and refuse to understand it because they refuse to understand it. God has confined himself to people that diligently seek him. Yes, he has. He has confined himself to the children of God. He has confined himself to Christians. He has. Now there is one like, but what about what about common grace? That's just it. It's common grace. Everybody gets it. Everybody gets common grace. There's common grace for for all for everybody. You breathe in this common grace. The fact that you're still alive, the fact that you are still able and that you have time to still receive him is common grace. But the oracles of God, the 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 you know, the understanding of who he is and, um, you know, the, the answer prayers and, and you know, blessings um, that only Christians receive and so on and so forth. Yeah, no, God has confined himself in the knowledge of himself to a particular people. Yes. Sorry. Not sorry. Receive him. Period. People, that's the thing, man. People want God without People want the things of God without God. And that's just the truth of the matter. Romans chapter 5. For while we were still helpless, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will hardly die for a righteous man, though perhaps for the good man someone would dare even to die. But God demonstrates his own love toward us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much, much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son, much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also exalt in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received his reconciliation. God pours himself out on those who believe and those who who he has chosen to believe from the beginning of time. And I know you might say, like, what if if I haven't been chosen to believe? Like, well, do you want to believe? No. Like, all right, well, then don't even worry. (laughs) Don't don't worry. Well, do you want to believe? Yeah. Okay, then believe. Believe. For if you if you believe with your mouth and com- if you if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart the Lord Jesus, you shall be saved. Um, Romans ten. I, I don't have time to go through it all today, but Romans ten talks about if he who has an ear let him hear. If you are able to hear the gospel, you should receive the gospel. So I, I do want to say. Um, so anybody living in a first world country, anybody that having heard the name Jesus, anyone having heard the gospel of Jesus Christ, if you have heard it, 
even if what Dr. Tutu said or um, Archbishop Tutu said is true, even if it is true that he accepts his pleas and those who, those who live by the best lights available to them, if you have heard Jesus, if you have heard the gospel of Jesus, this statement doesn't apply to you. Because Jesus is available to you. He's near you. He's close to you. He's not far from any one of us. The best light available is the best light possible to even be available. He is the light of the world. As you all know, at this point in time, all of our full episodes are on Patreon.com. That's Patreon.com backslash Thank God for the group chat. Um, um, So if you are listening to this on podcast, I would ask that you would subscribe to the podcast. Um, Ultimately, check us out on Patreon. If you enjoyed this um, segment that you heard, if you enjoyed a segment that you heard, um, you might like some other things that we are continuing to do. Um, We got background noise on Patreon. I've got, We've got exclusive content on Patreon. We got um, behind the scenes stuff on Patreon. I'm always trying to come up with more stuff to put on Patreon so that y'all could get the bang for y'all buck, even though y'all already getting the bang for y'all buck. Um, it's just a dollar a month to listen to all the full episodes um, that we put on there. So if we put up four episodes in a month, that's 25 cents per episode. Um and that's just a starter, you know what I mean? So we got we've got um we got packages for one dollar, packages for two dollars, packages for three dollars, and packages and a package for five dollars, you know what I mean? So check us out. Um but full versions for the podcast are only a dollar um a month. Um we have more tiers on Patreon for up to five dollars a month, but if you are unsure Please start at the thankful and groupie tiers, which are one and two dollar tiers for updates like these. I'm a patron. I'm a patron. I'm a patron on Patreon. I am a patron on Patreon. And you know what I mean? So this helps. What does Patreon help? Patreon helps us to do more things. Patreon helps helps us to become more professional and to be able to do the things that we've been wanting to do so that y'all can be informed and be entertained and all of these things. And so, and just to come along with the journey and say, look, I remember when, and I've been on the journey and I've been a patron, I've been a patron for a long time. You know what I mean? And so we want y'all to be a part of that journey. And so this helps us to, this helps us to bring you along on that journey. So for updates like these, don't forget to like us on Facebook at thank God for the group chat. Um, follow us on Instagram at thank God the number four um, TGC and um, subscribe to us on Fresh Air Media on YouTube for all of our upcoming content. Um, and that's it. Bailey, daddy loves you.